Hello and welcome back to another video on the Calm Right YouTube channel. I've got some extra bonus content for some of you guys. Not that you asked for it, but you know who did ask for it? Glenn Schroeder on behalf of the 12th man. He asked me, Callum, would you like to do a review of the St Johnston game last night and a preview of Sunday's game against Livingston? And I said yes. Yes, Glenn, I would. This is the first time I've ever done something like this. So let me know if you like it by liking the video, subscribing down below, and comment below on any thoughts of what we say in the video as well. Let me know your opinions, let me know if you think you are speaking rubbish and you never want to hear me talk about football ever again. Um, probably won't happen, but it'd be good to know if that's what you think. Thanks very much and enjoy the video. Right, well, good afternoon, good evening to those of you watching and tuning in. Um, this is my latest contribution for The Twelfth Man. I'm Glenn Schroeder and I'm joined this afternoon by Callum Wright. Welcome Callum. Thank you very much for having me. So Callum has actually provided a lot more entertainment to the Aberdeen public uh, in recent months than a certain Mr McInnes has with his varying Twitter threads on certain juice drinks and also the, the coin thread is a particular favourite. If you haven't seen that one, I think you should and also his latest venture, Bringing Back the Glory, which is available on his YouTube channel. And this podcast chat will go out on that channel as well. Indeed. Yeah. So, Callum's joining me today to reflect on last night's 1-0 win for Aberdeen against St Johnston. So, Callum, other than the three points, what was your initial thoughts on the game last night? It was very boring, wasn't it? Yes. There's no yeah. point in hiding behind it. It was terrible. It wasn't good. It wasn't good stuff to watch. It wasn't a good advert for Scottish football. No, Sky have, Sky have done well so far advertising Scottish football this season. No, they seem to be picking all of the, the just the terrible, boring games. But you know, we've got to win. That's all that matters for us. Really, it doesn't need to be attractive, I suppose, when you've not played it so long and given all the COVID nonsense that happened. But, you know, we'll take it. It was boring, but not too bad. Got the win. That's the main thing. Is there any positives we can take other than the three points? Certain players' performances or getting 90 minutes in the legs? Well, yeah, I was thinking Tommy Hoban, especially, to get through it and without an injury is the main thing. And he actually looks pretty good as well. He looks a bit slow, but, I mean, you can't really blame him. He's not played football for like 18 months or something. Yeah. Um, Scott Wright looked quite direct. He was quite good. And, of course, Ryan Hedges came on. Pretty happy with that. Uh, surely he's going to start against Livingston next, you'd think, anyway. Maybe showed a bit too much positivity for a start. But certainly with Scott Wright, you were right. Um, excuse the pun. But um, his directness was a, was a great, um, great asset last night. And see what happens when we actually got the ball down and ran at St. Johnson. We did we did cause them problems instead of Ash Taylor punting the ball into the stands every five minutes. <laughs> he, started, he did that in like the first two minutes as well. That was, yeah, I thought they were going to be in for some game here when that happened. But yeah, was, right, especially, I was happy to see him. And I think that's for his first like 90 minutes in like almost a year or something as well. So yeah, I think for the, him. the layoff um, with the, with COVID and that has certainly helped the players like Hoban and, Scott Wright get back to some form of fitness and it was good seeing those guys come through unscathed and hopefully they get their chance again on Sunday. Um, so so one player that did take his chance, quite literally, was Ryan Hedges. Do you think he can true. now get a start and kind of cement a place in this starting lineup? Well, I hope so, because he sort of showed glimpses last season, like obviously the goal against Hearts being the main thing on the opening day of the season. 
then he just sort of dipped in and out of the team a lot and never really got a decent run of games. So I'm hoping now maybe he will. He deserves it, I think. Game on again was direct, which is what caused them the most issues. And I think the same against Livingston. It's a game we should be we should be taking the game to them, really. And I think his direct run in with Wright and maybe even McLennan as well from the start, possibly as well. So I think I think he should be in there from the start, definitely on Sunday. Yeah, I certainly think um, we're we're going to be in for a similar game on Sunday. I know we're going to come on to Sunday's game um, in in a short while, but it's certainly nice to see us have that attacking option. And one thing I think might go against Ryan Hedges is the fact that his pace and flair. McInnes maybe sees this, you know, five subs and these games, you know, maybe just using him as an impact player when the opposition are tired and, and taking advantage that way. That that could be his new role for the season, but I think certainly deserves a, a start and it's always good to reward players that, that um, bring us the success. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Um, off the officer off the bench is a good option to have, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was such a slow start. I mean, we could really keep the ball for five passes as well to start off with in the first half especially. So I think maybe, well, obviously Scott Wright, he was direct in the first half, but they need another one or two in there. You can make things happen a bit more bit more urgency about things because it was just so drab to start off with yeah it was it was very it was a very disjointed first 45 and I think McInnes obviously saw that at half time making a, a couple of changes taking off Hernandez and Dean Campbell in the middle and that that changes allowed Robin uh, McCrory to uh, Ross McCrory even to go to right back and um, so we saw a bit of his versatility last night playing in the midfield and at right back so it's a good addition straight away. Oh, it didn't take too long for him to be playing in multiple positions, uh, not surprised but thought he did well, he looked solid, obviously he'd not been with the team that long and he looked, didn't look out of place at all, pretty happy, good performance to build on you would think anyway, I imagine he'd be pretty happy as well playing in defence, clean sheet. All positives, really, which is, you know, unlike us, really, to be honest. Yeah, I know it's not like us to be so positive. We normally look for the negatives, but um, there there was signs of encouragement despite the despite the performance that we saw. But I suppose we could maybe negate for that, given the 19-day layoff and the surrounding circumstances before then. Well, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, it would have been long enough if the well, I've been long enough without games, even if without getting postponements. But then to get only one game and then have another long layoff, it's no use at all. But so hopefully, get the win, get that under our belt, I suppose you could say, mm-hmm. and build on that. I need to put a string of performances together, especially before the Hibs game. So we've got Livingston next, and then European game. That's a good chance to get a couple of wins, some more minutes under the belt then before our first real proper test. I hope I'm not going to regret that uh, come Sunday, but we'll see. Yeah, I know there's there's a problem with these podcasts and jinxing the jinxing the future. So we'll see if we'll, we'll see if that if that happens or not. And um, something we've touched on already with the likes of Scott Wright and Ryan Hedges, certainly before Hedges came on, we seemed to have a real lack of creativity within the side. Do you think that's just down to players on the pitch or you know lack of game time I think it'll definitely um, come when there's a bit more match sharpness in there because it did look really really sloppy um, but I suppose looking at Ojo especially he yeah. couldn't play a 10 yard pass yeah. the Belgian Pirlo couldn't play a 10 yard pass <laughs> <laughs> our, our but, let us down. <laughs> I know but the one one positive from that is he did and especially before he went off in the second half uh, 
he was sort of keen, more keen to get up and support the forwards uh, from midfield, which I think will maybe help in the future. McCrory's sitting deep, and then Ferguson's probably the best of the midfielders. He'll be able to break, in, uh, break from midfield and support. But Craig Bryson, he actually came on and he looked very positive for yeah. the short amount of time he was on. Yeah, big role in the goal, obviously, taking the defence out out of the picture, dragging players wide to allow Hedges to cut inside as well, showing a bit of experience. And I think after his involvement in, in the sole eight, he's got a lot to prove to the Aberdeen fans, you know. Yeah. Well, I reckon without that, even he did, because all of last season, how many times did we see him? So, but hopefully if he stays fit, and that, well, yeah, it was definitely positive. Came on with a bit of energy for sort of an older uh, player. Just came on with a bit of energy and, yeah, they looked very positive, making some good runs from midfield, which is what we needed, definitely. Yep, so we've got our first three points and clean sheet of the season. Um, we move on to Livingston on Sunday. Um, another tough game ahead against uh, another defensive-minded team. Yeah. Well, they've just signed two players, I realised. Uh, some guy on loan from Monaco, Serrano, and the second guy, he's from the German lower leagues. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. It won't end well. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they've, they main point is we're playing at home, at least. Mm-hmm. So it's not, we've not got the pitch to contend with. So I don't think that would be ideal, given the long layoff with all the games, and then to go and play on the plastic pitch, which seems to cause a lot of people problems. Yeah, the plastic pitch is always a good talking point in the 12-man group chat, so I'm sure they'll be delighted at you to, at you to mention that. Um, but, I mean, Livingston have signed a striker. That's something that we could really do uh, do with just now. Well, well linked in, Callum. Um, oh, I know. Marley Watkins, a name linked. What's your thoughts on him? I saw that. Um, I seem to remember him being a winger most of the time I get from Vernes, and I saw that and I thought, that's just like another sort of, fill-in kind of player who will play up front but isn't really a striker. He's not really an out-and-out number nine, which is what we need. But um, one thing I did see also, Anthony Stokes going possibly going to Livingston was the other one. And I was just, I thought, that would be bizarre if he ends up at Livingston. But uh, as I think long as that doesn't happen before Sunday, then I think, I think we'll be... Oh, he'd be guaranteed to score against us. Yeah, he'd be guaranteed to score against us. But Marley Watkins, I, I would rather a number nine but I suppose he was, you know, a decent, decent enough player. But I just seem to remember him being usually in behind the striker or coming off one of the wings. So, yeah, we'll there, has, that. there has been talk of obviously this being linked with an international striker. And I suppose he has had game time for Wales. So, but like you say, I seem to remember him more as a winger for uh, Inverness. So, and I kind of tend to agree with you. I know me and you have discussed um, previously other names, Eamon Brophy and Lee Griffiths, obviously Neil Lennon coming out today and saying that Griffiths won't be going out on loan, so I suppose that rules him out, but you know, would Eamon Brophy be the t- type of striker that would excite you at Pataudry? Definitely would, sort of an actual number nine, but also the work rate is something you've got to look at, and he's you know a man willing to press, which is always good, especially if you go against some of the bigger teams, certainly like Rangers. That would be ideal. And, you know, he's been great for me on Football Manager as well. So, a player you know all too well. Exactly. <laughs> it's a bonus, really, isn't it? Hopefully, if he did come, it would end up better than the Edmonton one. Yeah, well, it can't be much worse. So, it'll be interesting to see how that develops over the next coming days. You never know, we might even, we might even have a striker in by Sunday. We can only hope. 
So we've already mentioned that we're probably going to be in for a similar type of game as we were last night, very defensive game from the opposition. Do you think Livingston can pose any form of threat to us on Sunday? I definitely think they've got capabilities to do this. <laughs> hmm? Sorry? I don't really want to jinx it by um, speaking of threats in Livingston and not coming up with any. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, they've got a few decent players in there. They've signed Alan Forrest from Air, who seems to do pretty well in the Championship, whether he can perform in... Uh, the Premiership, yet to know. Obviously, a younger brother of James Forrest, not that it means anything. <laughs> but, um, you know, you never know. He might be able to, might spring a surprise on us. And Craig Sibold as well, he always looks quite handy. Mm-hmm. Um, no Lyndon Dykes, though. So that's sort of the main thing. So I'd be de- pretty worried about him going up against the Ash Taylor, to be honest. But um, we'll yeah, see. We'll see how this new guy goes, to be honest. Don't have a clue. Never seen him play. So. Yeah, I think for us, I think. Um, them missing Dykes is obviously a huge bonus for Aberdeen, especially say against our centre halves, because we're sometimes a bit liable or dodgy at defending from set pieces. So that's a bonus. But they've got good midfield players, and they're always a well set up team. I, I remember listening to an interview with um, Holt, and he said, you know, we always set up to get a point and defend the point. So I think that'll be their their mantra for the weekend. Come up, look for the point, and anything more is a bonus. So it'll be a case of, can we break down this Livingston side better than we managed against St Johnston uh, last night? I really hope so. I mean, they've got, got Marvin Bartley in the middle as well, and he always seems to control a game pretty well, pretty sturdy in the midfield. So we need to be better, we need to be sharper with the passing and more direct as well, because I think it was just so... So it was just so sloppy and slow that it was painful to watch. So if we could yeah. improve on that, obviously with minutes as well in the legs, that'll hopefully help sharpen things up. But, I think um, I think as well, we obviously didn't have our normal normal first team out given the circumstances in the last few weeks, and obviously injuries as well to to the likes of Cosgrove and, and Curtis Maine. So you know, it'll be interesting to see how we line up on Sunday if. Hedges get to start if we go for a more direct approach. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on on the starting lineup? Well, I think it'll be interesting because I think there was at some points in uh, last night there was McCrory was in a back three and it was just all about the shambles. They made Hayes and uh, Hernandez. I think he might go with the same again. He might be tempted to go with sort of three centre halves and then pack the midfield a bit more, mm-hmm. but. Going forward for the rest of the season, I hope that's not the case because it just seems it never seems to work when he goes with the three centre halves. But I suppose maybe once McKenna comes back in, the balance of having a left-sided uh, defender maybe might help. I mean, never know. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think the style of play that we've we've seen so far this season, I know obviously we've only seen two games, but it's not exactly one that will entice fans to come and watch. Um, and even those of us that go home and away, like me and you, it's not exactly um, producing entertaining football. But I suppose the results are the most important thing. And, and that's what we got out of it last night. But it's, yeah, we'll be interested. I certainly think, though, we'll if we pack the midfield, we're definitely going to be in for a similar game as to last night with, you know, the midfielders that we've mentioned from Livingston. But so I'd like to see maybe a McLennan come in or... Uh, hedges as well and get that directness and run at Livingston and, and certainly cause them a few problems you know we're at home get an early goal settle the nerves um, and then and see where we can go from there one other interesting point is obviously that the home form of teams in general hasn't been great since the restart um, I think the last two weekends in a row it's 
been no home wins in the three o'clock kickoff. So is that something you think will play out through the season, you know, without fans that home teams might struggle? Well, I think there is, we're saying there is obviously like no home advantage of having the actual fans there. I suppose being a familiar setting will help. Mm -hmm. I think possibly it could, as long as there's no fans there, it might be a, a, a sort of pattern you might see, but Definitely just glad it's not. We're at home. The plastic pitch, that's the only thing that I think might give us an edge uh, being at Tawdry instead of down there, to be honest. Yeah. Okay, so we've we've spoken of Sunday and our, our thoughts ahead of that. What about long term? Obviously, we've got a European game coming up next week and we're now two games into the season. What are your predictions and thoughts for the season overall? I wasn't very optimistic after the Rangers game, I'll say that much. But there seems to sort of be a siege mentality that's maybe been created, which of course was sort of infamous in like the 80s, Ferguson mm -hmm. set that in from the off. Yeah. Um, so I think if we can make a siege mentality, then there is, I'll be a bit more optimistic than I was originally. Mm -hmm. um, whether we can properly challenge even Rangers, as much as I hate to say it, to get second... Uh, I'm not too sure. Hibs looking very good. Like Motherwell on paper have a very good squad. They've been a bit patchy form. And then United back as well. So I think third will probably maybe be where we end up again. If But mainly competing with Hibs for that. Mm -hmm. But in the Cups, you never know. We love a little semi-final and then doing nothing. But hopefully we can get a bit further. Of course, that'll be, is that in October, I think it is? Yes. Uh, when that comes around. But... um. Yeah, very, very packed. I think possibly the European fixtures being paid, played over one leg, well, could suit anyone. But I'm hoping we can use it to our advantage and just get the result in the first, especially if we're at home, just get the result. Then you don't have to worry about away goals or any such things. I don't know how they're going to play that out, actually. If it's 1-1 after full-time, would then the European, with the away team go through or does it just yeah. go extra time? I think what's been happening is straight to extra time and penalties from what I've seen that's been happening so far. Um, but no, I think I kind of echo your sentiments um, on your predictions. I think we'll, as much as I'd like us to be obviously up there challenging, I think given what we've seen so far this season, and obviously the potential for a fixture pileup, we've got injuries already. I think we'll see ourselves probably battling Hibs for third. Um, I know Hibs will certainly fancy themselves for that, given their strong start. Um, that was something I alluded on to the podcast I did earlier this week that you know we've already we're already behind in terms of games, so it'll be interesting to see if the the pressure applied from being being kind of behind takes its toll on us. Um, and certainly for for Europe as well, I'd like to think you know we could certainly beat this Faroese team next Thursday and it's a one off a one off tie, especially if we're at home. Maybe it does favour us. Um, we should be seeded again for the next round. And, you know, hopefully, depending how things go, could potentially get a third round seed. So it'd be nice to progress in Europe and get to the group stages, but I think it's maybe a bit too ambitious. <laughs> At this stage, I'd even take the playoffs. If we could go one round further, the third qualified round, I'd even be happy. Yeah, but, I, mean, I think, though, if we're going to get to the group stages, it'd be nice to at least get the fans back for that. It's, it's no fun being in Europe and, and not being able to, to go to these games. It would be typical, though, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be typical of us. To, for the one time we actually get to the group stages, no one can go. It would be yeah. typical. Or same in the Scottish Cup, it would be typical if we actually won the thing, but nobody could be there to see it. Yeah. But, 
we'll see oh, how it goes. That was, that was a, a good review of uh, last night's action and I look forward to um, what we expect from Sunday and the season ahead. Probably a load of rubbish, but hopefully uh, those of you that tuned in have enjoyed yourselves um, as we just try and make a lighter note of the terrible um, stuff that you had to watch last night. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Callum, thank you very much for joining me today. No, thank you very much for having me, Glenn. And um, we hope you all enjoyed listening. And there we have it. Thanks very much for watching this video. And thank you very much to Glenn and the 12th man for letting me have this uh, opportunity to upload this for you guys. If you did enjoy, hit subscribe, hit the like button and comment down below with any thoughts on the topics we covered. And I'll leave the 12th man details and Glenn's details in the description as well if you want to go and check them out. Thanks very much for watching, folks, and take care.